Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that has a tricky landing with the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. Those aren't even making sense anymore. Nope. <laughs> I'm PDT, I'm an expert in Power Rangers kind of by default because Grax isn't. Hello Grax. Hello, that's me, and I'm just remembering the good old days. Do you remember that time we were thinking about episode one of Ranger Pod? Yeah, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Yeah, well, I said we'll probably do this for like seven or eight episodes before I get fed up of the editing. And ah. then <laughs> and then seven or eight episodes in, I did get fed up with the editing, and you said I'll do it instead, so it's your fault we're here. Yes, that's exactly how I remember it, just like it was yesterday. Little bit of inside yesterday. business there. <laughs> Yeah, so today we are looking at Foul Play in the Sky, episode 14 of Power Rangers, which aired on September 22nd, 1993. As ever, you can watch the episodes, you don't have to, we'll fill you in, but if you watch them it's better. So, Grax. Yes. I can't remember which way of synopsizing it we're doing it now. Take it away. We find ourselves at the local airport where we learn that Kimberly is going to go flying with her Uncle Steve in a plane. And then back at the Juice and Gym bar, Zach tries to impress a hula hoop girl called Angela, but his cool, quote, cool, charms are blown off completely by the uninterested girl. And then back on the moon, the bad guys come up with a plan to spike Uncle Steve's drink with sleeping potion, which will cause the plane to crash and kill the Pink Ranger. Hey! Meanwhile, Bulk and Skull are partaking in some plane watching and share their desire to fly. They spot that Kimberly is going to the, f- the plane, they invite themselves onto the plane going, Kimberly, can we fly with you? Kimberly politely but firmly says no, but Uncle Steve, who is not able to pick up any of Kimberly's body language, allows Bulk and Skull to join them. So then all four of them fit into the plane and they take to the sky and they're flying around. Barely, barely fits, exactly. (laughs) So they all take to the sky and there's plenty of stock footage of planes flying around. And this is the point where we learn that the bullies have a fear of flying. No, sorry, it's not a fear of flying, it's a fear of crashing. Come on, Grax. Make it faster. Make it faster. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so Steve takes a swig of the sleeping potion. Meanwhile, back at the moon, uh, the bad guys announce they're going to create their new monster called the Snizzard. Half snake, half lizard. Half Brian Cranston. Back at the plane, Kimberly remembers clips from episode one of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when Uncle Steve faints from the controls. This causes the two bullies to panic and faint, which leaves Kimberly all by herself panicking, calling the command center for help because she doesn't know how to fly the plane. Alpha begins the process of talking Kimberly through how to fly the plane when alarm! Alarm! Rita has a new monster on the loose! It's morphing time at 11 minutes and 50 seconds in, which means the Black Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, the Blue Ranger, and the Red Ranger confront the Snizzard. You could have just said the other Rangers, it would have saved time. This is true. Uh, the Snizzard's at a random park which contains several Easter Island heads. For some reason. But the new monster proves to be too strong for the four heroes. But back at the plane, Kimberly is still in trouble, apparently. Even though the plane looks like it's being controlled quite manageable. And... The plane's uh, falling out of the sky. It, it's been falling out of the sky for a long time, very horizontally. I'd say Kimberly's doing a great job. But oh no! Snakes! The four heroes are wrapped up in snakes! Back at the plane, manage, uh, Kimberly manages to land the plane at the airport with barely a scratch or a bump. With the plane landed and the passengers safe and sound, Kimberly dashes off into the woods. Then she throws her bags and the, uh, she morphs into the Pink Ranger. So though the Pink Ranger arrives just in the nick of the time to save her power friends. She beats up a few dozen putties. Ten seconds! Well, uh, the cutter hero of the three of Three shoots lots of arrows at the snizzards and she's going to find the wizards at the snizzards weak spot, three, which happens to be the apple two, on the top of the monster's head. One. The monster explodes! Oh. I mean, uh, I wasn't even timing it, but I'm sure that was, uh, uh, you know. Oh, uh, we didn't quite manage that. We didn't quite manage it. We didn't t- talk about um, Balkan Skull 
um, getting completely covered in milkshake by Angela because Zach bumped into no. Angela, and that's it. I think basically what's going to happen from now on is that I'm going to start counting down once I get bored. I think that's a good, good, happy um, <laughs> medium. That's the compromise here. You know, we're not doing it two minutes anymore, but just as soon as I start to get bored. <laughs> Which seems to be about two minutes. <laughs> well, it's usually about 10 seconds in, but I'll give you some leeway. So kind, so kind. Yep. So yeah, that was episode 14 of Power Rangers. Wow. What did you think of it? The thing is, it started off pretty okay. I was getting into it. I was getting into the Kimberly story. But the more I watched it, the more I realised that this is just a filler episode. Okay. This is such a filler episode because there was was lots of time of not very much happening and just lots of stock footage of the plane flying around. And like, ooh, ah. And since I've been hanging out with you, Pete, I've just been thinking why. (laughs) Just generally. (laughs) (laughs) But no, in particular, I was thinking why they do this. And I think it's because they just didn't have enough Zoo Ranger footage. Well, I'm going to tell you things later that will okay. cast a whole different light on this episode. But I, w- I want to go into it with you a bit first. Okay, okay. And then I-, I will blow your mind, Grax. The biggest clue that it was a filler episode is when they started playing clips of the first episode of the Mighty Wolf Power Rangers <sighs> when Kimberly was remembering about the good old days. Was that like, was unnecessary, wasn't it? 100% unnecessary. Well, especially when you bear in mind... That this was shown sort of every weekday on Fox yeah. Kids. So they're flashing back to like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, it was barely a twinkle in her eyes. And it's, why is this a moment where she's remembering all oh, the good old days? And I'm sure there were some clips in that which didn't actually happen. There was one, yeah. The one I was thinking of is either the two putties scratching their heads going, oh? Yep, no, you're spot on. Um, that's, <laughs> that only appeared in the pilot episode. They got it out sort of for this. Yeah, they used the version from the pilot episode. Which probably explains that other clip, which is, I think, where they shot that red laser at the ground and the quality seemed to degrade a little bit. I don't remember that. From I the... think that was in the pilot, but I could be wrong. Okay, so yeah, that, that that was the thing that made me think, well, this is just a filler episode. Yep. Yet you're entirely right to be thinking that that is abnormal. And again, I sod it. I can't sit on this for too much longer. Half the episode was refilmed, rewritten and refilmed. <gasps> Really? Yep. Because the original plot for the episode had... uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to piece together because the whole thing hasn't come out anywhere. But the original plot of the episode basically had a kind of Sleeping Beauty thing going on with Kim. Oh? Which you're kind of... It's kind of similar to what they did in G-Ranger, which we'll get onto in a little bit. But there is actually you ca- during the com- if you look carefully during the command center scene. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly well hidden by their bodies and by the way the scenes cut. But there is actually something going on like on the ground behind the rangers when they're looking at the viewing globe. Mm. I did. I must say, I didn't see anything unusual at the command center. No, it's barely there. But looking once you know it, it's obvious that something's been cut. I mean, for a start, they never teleport to the command center. Ah. Oh yeah. And then when we do cut to the rangers in there, Zach's kneeling down, I think Trini's looking down. They're all kind of looking to the floor. And they're all looking over to where Kimberly is sleeping, like, on the floor of the command centre. Oh. What? Do you have any information about this? Why was it re-edited? Why was it refilmed? Uh Yeah, basically, they just they decided that they'd not done well enough by Kimberly, essentially. And so they decided to give her a, a storyline which actually made her more kind of dynamic, more of a hero. 
this was pretty much a Kimberly story through and through, showing her that she is a strong, independent woman who can think out of things. That yeah. is also, and there's also a Balkan Skull story, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I've got no idea what Balkan Skull's original role in it was. Maybe they just turned up at the end to get splattered on. Kimberly was meant to be asleep for most of the episode. So they made they made the decision to rewrite it, refilm it, and have her like front and centre of the action. Ah. But this is why when Trini says to Alpha, look after Kimberly. Again, Trini's kind of looking towards where Kimberly would be sleeping. Ah. She doesn't mean look after Kimberly on the phone. Which is what I assumed. Yeah, which is what you're meant to assume, because they've sort of I actually think they apart from the bit where they had to shoehorn in a flashback to fill up some more time. I think they ah. shoehorned it in rather well. It was weird, but I never would have suspected it was because they had to refilm the whole f- episode, which to me sounds like a, a good credit to how they refilmed and cut the whole thing together. Yeah. I never would have suspected it was a complete redo. I mean, it's really no weirder than like most of Power Rangers. Which is why they were able to get away with it. Pretty much. Yeah. Also, I mentioned in the synopsis, but yeah, Brian Cranston does voice Snizzard in this. It's one of two voice roles that he does across the series. I can't remember which one the second one is, but I'll try and look out for it when we get to it. Ah, so this is the f- not famous role, but it was one of those things where it was highlighted when Brian did the Power Rangers 2017 movie. And it was highlighted when he became Breaking Bad. You know, he did all the he did all the interviews and all the kind of late night chat shows would go, "Hey, but do you remember when you were a monster in Power Rangers?" Oh yeah. How, I never watched those interviews. Did he look back at them with fond memories or not? I think so. I mean, you know, he laughs about it and yeah. it, it was a job. Um, you know, he was a working actor. That was his job. Another thing that bothered me about this episode was the whole idea of it's Kimberly's episode. It's about her, how she can't fly a plane. But I spotted this obvious plot flaw, which was Kimberly, you fly a flying pterodactyl robot. Why can't you fly this plane? I have a theory about this, if I may. Oh, go on. My theory is when all the heroes are morphed up in their Power Rangers suits, uh, they gain all the knowledge and the abilities to do whatever they need to do, ranging from flying instruments to fighting. But as soon as they morph back into human forms, they lose all that knowledge, which explains why Kimberly can't fly a plane and why Billy cannot fight. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a credible theory. Um, Because you do get that whole line in the pilot of, wow, I seem to be able to know how to fly this thing. And also, of course, a plane and a pterodactyl dinosaur are quite different. They've probably got different control systems. I don't like, know. I can, I can imagine the pterodactyl having a pair of joysticks for them to fly around <laughs> with the greatest of ease. Yeah, but when you're flying a plane, do you have to get a power crystal out of your hands? No, you don't. That's no, a good point. No, you don't. <laughs> Pilots do not have power coins. so No, they have, they have a key, an ignition. Yeah, do they I have mean, a key? Hmm. I don't know. Pilot, if there's any pilots listening. Yeah, do let us know. Yeah, ring in. Ring in now. This may not be a live recording, <laughs> but do ring in. Yeah, okay. Assuming they're not going to, let's move on. Uh, oh. Yeah, because this is, talking about casting, this is the debut, I think it's the only time we see him, of Kimberly's Uncle Steve, who, in a surprising move, is not played by a famous actor, but he is played by one Doug Sloan. Who's that? Doug Sloan, of course, is basically a writer, director, producer... Of Power Rangers. Okay, so it was just one of the staff writers going, I want to be in this episode. And they went, okay, well, sure, why not? It's, it's your episode. Pretty much. I mean, I think he, he dabbles in acting as well, you know. I mean, according to the Ranger Wiki, uh, he's Prince Gasket in Power Rangers Zeo, 
which we'll get to in about four years. Okay, <laughs> good. He also played Jason David Frank's dad in the pilot for Cybertron. And that's a whole thing that we'll have to unpack some other time. But basically, Cy- Cybertron is what became VR Troopers. <gasps> really? Yep. I did not know that. It was originally meant to star the guy who goes on to play the Green Ranger. It was meant to star him as the lead. It was kind of after he'd left Power Rangers, they filmed a pilot with him for VR Troopers. So you said the guy who, became, who was the Green Ranger left the show to go on to the VR Troopers. And that didn't work out for some reason, so he came back to um, Power To be Rangers? honest... I think it's that when the episode started airing, the Green Ranger proved so popular that they were like, well, we've got to bring the Green Ranger back. Wow. I mean, again, we're not going to go into this too much yet because we're getting to the Green Ranger. <laughs> woo, woo. Okay, so I think it's probably time to go into the Zoo Ranger episode, isn't it? We've, we've danced around it. Well, the thing I'm mostly wanting to know about the Japanese stuff is where did those Easter Island heads come from? Because they make no sense to the American show. Yeah, I think they... Again, I read this on the... I mean, the Ranger Wiki is a far better place to get your information than us. <laughs> yeah, just, just stop whatever you're doing and just digest that website for a while. We can wait. Yeah, it's listed in the error for, in the error section. The battle footage between Snizzard and the four Rangers features Japan's own Moai statues from Easter Island. Angel Grove, or any part of America, would not have these statues. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 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 okay, so let's go to Zoo Ranger episode thirteen. We're, yep. going, we're going back to roughly the right place in the airing order uh, oh, good. for a few weeks of weirdness. So it begins. Do you know what it begins with, Grax? Children. F- children. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern. I'm getting used to it. Not literally. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it begins with some children, and they're asking May to play hide and seek. May's the pink ranger. Then uh-huh. a rabbit comes up to May and gives her an apple. What? No, yep, a, a rabbit. A rabbit. A, well, okay. a guy, a guy in a rabbit costume. That makes more sense. And the, <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing a sash which says "Promoting Beauty and Health in Our Nation's Ladies." Uh huh. But it turns out that it's Babu, or the equivalent of Babu. I can never remember which one he is. Toss a pat, I think. Okay, so she eats the apple, and then mm-hmm. Snizzard turns up, or Dora Laden, and makes and like starts sprouting out these seeds, which make apples grow on children's heads. Ah! And the two rangers are already in there. They're attack, attack, attack! And the yeah, boy saves the kids, and May goes to shoot him with the arrow, but she starts to kind of stumble, and her vision goes all hazy, and she's like, "Whoa, what's what's going on?" And the golems really like lay into May. That's the putties, mm-hmm. and. And she's like, what are you, stalkers? May doesn't really do sass, but when she does, it's great. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, she really can't aim her bow. She's kind of feeling faint. And then she does what has to be the stagiest faint ever made. It's just like, oh, no, I'm fainting. Ooh, yeah, mm. it's awful. But anyway, it turns out that the apples growing on the kids' heads, they absorb their youth. And then the idea is that the apples are going to grow and grow. And eventually the apples take over the kids and Bandora is then going to eat the apples and steal the child, the children's youth and dreams. That is one of the most <laughs> elaborate plans. That's the most craziest plan I've had in a while. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's got something on Rita's one. Um, so anyway, yeah, it turns out that May is cursed to give her an extraordinary death. But, you know, Barza manages... Barza, that's the ranger's mentor. He manages to sort of help to give her something that will kind of give her a fighting chance. She's still got to actually like overcome the curse on her own 
Mm-hmm. It turns out that the power bow beat Snizzard once before because Snizzard t- it turns out he was to do with like the Garden of Eden and the Golden Apple Tree, and he was the one who attacked the Golden Apple Tree. And the only way that they defeated it once before was one of May's descendants who had the power bow, the legendary power bow. Basically, the power bow is the only thing that can defeat it. Unlike in Power Rangers, where Zordon just goes, oh, we need Kimberly's bow to defeat this. No good reason. Anyway. Well, of course there is a good reason. Kimberly's bow is the only thing that could shoot the apple off Snizzard no, like William no, Tell. Well, I mean, that is true, but they could have just... It has to be like William Tell. They could have just slashed it with the sword or got it no. with it anyway. Um, no, no, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, so anyway, they need they need May and her bow. May, meanwhile, is in this kind of weird sort of quarry in her head, and she gets fired at by arrows all over the place, uh, nearly falls into this big fiery pit, and Barza, like sees that she's losing and prays to the Guardian Beasts. And the Guardian Beasts send a load of butterflies... <laughs> And the butterflies lift May up from, like, almost falling into the thing. And then they burn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. butterflies all burn? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. But anyway, so there's, <laughs> the Zoo Rangers carry on fighting without May, much like, kind of like you see in the episode. The Snizzard then corners some kids and is like, ha ha ha, I'm going to make you into apples now. <laughs> and the Zoo Rangers, like, come along, blast him, etc, etc. And then May, while she's in the kind of weird world she hears their cries and she's like i've got to help them i've got to go because of my devotion to my friends and my love for children <laughs> it's what yeah, it's you ranger <laughs> gotta love those kids yeah so she leaps not it- love your kids not not love no she leaps into the fire and then she turns up outside and she's like Aha! Yeah, <laughs> She doesn't actually say that. That's hero of heroes. Anyway, she <laughs> she fights the potties. She saves her friends, kills Snizzard. They actually use the howling cannon. It's not her arrow only knocks the apple off, and mm-hmm. then they use the howling cannon to defeat her. Um, and then the kids are all safe, and that's the end. Okay, I, I think that episode of Zoo Ranger was probably more entertaining than the the slow slowness of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as they fly through the air very slowly. It was faster paced, sure, but the Pink Ranger had subtle... I mean, she did have the stuff in the quarry, I suppose, but really she didn't do much. She was helped out by first Barza and then, you know, the people shouting. I think I, I prefer what happened with Kimberly in this. I'm not fussed about the action footage either way, to be honest. It's, True. Yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, character development, this the Kimberly, what happened to Kimberly was so much better. Yeah. I mean, because it actually empowered her and actually gave her stuff to do. There was an interesting bit of dialogue between herself and Z- uh, herself and Bulk and Skull, like when she was shouting at her to say, Will you calm down? I'm trying to think! That was a good line. That was the whole idea behind the rewrites, that she mm. would be given that kind of stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, Bulk and Skull in this episode, I really enjoyed them generally. I liked them as well. I think they had some good character, good story, and and it was interesting to see the, how they wanted to be fl- flyers, and yet they had fear of flying, and that it was just a nice little story arc for me. Well, that's the thing. I kind of wish that Kimberly hadn't showed up, really. I mean, it, I wish she hadn't showed up where Bulk and Skull were. Yeah. Because I actually really like their chat at the start. It's them when they're not performing to anyone. They're not pretending to be bullies then you know they're just having a slightly dumb chat yeah i mean who would have thought that they were a bunch of plain spotting nerds i wouldn't have done no and it really helps sort of flesh out their characters i mean next episode spoilers but i've already watched next episode and they go back to being proper bullies next episode mm. so i really like oh. them in i really like them in this one where they're just like yeah kimberly then shows up 
And then they're all kind of lechy a bit. But even then, they're not... They don't really get on there because they want to, you know, kiss Kimberly. I don't know. I, I think there is a little element of that as well. Because if we, if we swap Kimberly with, say, Jason... Do you think they would have dashed on to say, hey, Jason, can we fly with you? I actually do. You, you think so? Yeah, because it was all about the planes with them. They were all like, yeah, we want to ride on a plane. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's just kind of sweet. I, I, I just think that's really sweet. I don't know. There's, there's the whole love interest between Skull and his, his lust for Kimberly that I think drove that quite strongly. The weirdness at the end, I mean, they get kind of splattered. But even Bulk and Skull don't really seem to care at that point. The looks they give each other are just like, uh It's a living. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes you think. The whole thing where you're talking about rewriting this episode, I felt like Zach, Jason, and Angela, that whole scene at the beginning and the whole scene at the end, it just didn't fit in with, with the entire Kimberly storyline. There was no reason for it to be there. So well, I, was, I was wondering why that was there. Well, it's kind of giving them something to do, isn't it? Because they don't really have a lot else in this episode. And Angela, of course. Um, what do you think the odds of her getting seen again are? Zero. You're wrong. What? Angela actually turns up a fair few times as Zach's kind of potential love interest. Ah. Yes, I fooled you. I'm sorry. I just assumed that uh, she was never to be seen again, like... Uh... March. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or basically any guest star we've had to date. She comes back. Someone who doesn't come back, sadly, is Matt. Who the hell is Matt? Who the hell is Matt? Oh, wait, are you talking about the guy with the hair who's chatting up Kimberly at the end? He's like, that was so amazing. I can't believe you flew that yeah. plane. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that for it a was, moment. To... It, it was either Mike or Matt. And, yeah, he, I mean, what a d- Utterly. I don't even know how they managed to get into that situation. No, I mean, I just think he's a d- because Kimberly was crushing on him. It's because of the mullet. It's because of the hair. It's the it mullet. Like... It's the fact that Kimberly fancies him. I'm just... Mm. Jealousy takes over. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't deserve her love. No. He didn't earn her love like we did. I mean, um... She's reserved for Billy or at the best, Tommy. But do you say that he comes back or he does not? He doesn't come back, no. Good riddance, I say. Yep. Good riddance to the... I mean, what was he saying? Oh, yeah, some space aliens drugged my uncle, and then we had a flyer, landed the plane with the help of an extraterrestrial robot, and then I bailed <laughs> on a crime scene. <laughs> oh, Kimberly, that's so amazing. I can't believe you did that all by yourself. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but, she, again, she bailed from a crime scene. That really annoyed me. Yeah. You know, I know she had to tend to an emergency for some reason. No, she did because her friends were in trouble. They were surrounded by snakes! Surrounded by snakes, which even Zordon had to say, oh, they sapped the ranger's energy to provide some kind of plausible reason for Kimberly to be needed. But well, again, that line really bugs me. We need Kimberly's powerboat. No, we bloody don't. <laughs> William Tell, that's what I'm saying. Obviously it's William Tell, but that's not set up in the episode at all. No, I guess it's not. It was kind of like shoved in at the last minute. Even, even I'm enforcing that mentality onto this episode more than the Power Rangers are. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Snizzard just confused me generally. I was like, what is this guy meant to be doing? He's just so lazy. I mean, both the names are crap. Snizzard, Dora Lakers, or whatever his name Dora is. Dora Layden. Dora Layden. That's Might be Dora Laden. 
Dora Bin Laden. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pants name. It's a monster that doesn't really seem to add up to anything or make sense. No, I just didn't like that name. It was just rubbish. Not the worst monster they've ever created, but it was just lazy. I think Snizzard actually shows up again a few times in like monster various monster scenes. So clearly he's a costume that lasted. But apart from that, there's no good reason to remember him at all. I have forgotten him already. (laughs) Speaking of crime scenes, there is one question about Kimberly that I cannot understand. I do not know the answer to. And maybe you do know the answer, PDT. Yeah. So she's escaped the crime scene and she's run to the woods and she's thrown the bag at the ground. And then it's morphing time, blah, blah, blah. But we never we never see that bag again. Why do we? Why did the camera focus on the fact that she threw the bag at the ground? Um, because she was ditching the bag. But what was in the bag? What? What? Doesn't matter. She had I... the she had the bag. She can't morph into the bag. Get rid of it. But doesn't I would I was expecting something like uh, skull runs off and he notices Kimberly's bag and then he finds a way to return the bag to Kimberly. But it's a no. Yeah, I, but then I understand if it's completely pointless. Why focus on the bag with the camera shot? You you only do that if it's something important. It's just it's like directorial flair. It's an unanswered question. And whoever directed this episode, I want answers. What was the point of that shot? Well, let's find out who directed the episode, shall we? Let's find out. Yeah, Shucky Levy, you've got some answers to give. Yeah, um... Does he have a Twitter account? Maybe we could send him a message. No, he doesn't, because oh. when, I, when I was trying to write my book last year, I'd like I'd have loved to get in touch with him. He has a website, but he did not answer his emails. So Don't think we've given up on you. We will hunt you down to the ends of the earth. No, we won't. Until we get... Oh. Grax will hunt you down. Arrest I will hunt you down to the ends of the earth until I get the answer to this question. <laughs> Yeah, it may not have even been him because they probably filmed about five episodes at a time. So there's probably a lot of second unit stuff going on. Oh, my quest gets more and more complicated by the minute. Okay, so are we ready to rate this bad boy? Yes, I am ready to rate this episode. Okay, I mean, look, I I thought it was all right. I quite liked the Kimberly stuff, although it was slowly paced and you didn't need a flashback to the pilot. The fighting stuff, it... Yeah, it was just a bit of a mess, really. Um, It was fine, but it was really standard. There was no flair to it. The Snizzard monster wasn't very interesting. I think I'm going to have to give this two power coins out of five. I would pretty much echo everything you just said there. For me, it started off with an interesting thought. It started off as an interesting Kimberly story, and then the bulk story came in, and the Skulk story came in. But then it just slowed down to uh, almost a grinding halt with the slow pacing, the, the the lack of the threat of crashing the plane. There was no sense of danger, and the monster was boring and uninspiring. Yeah, and and the fact that this made this really felt like a filler episode just stuck out for me, and I. I am in agreement with you. I, I can't give this any more than two power coins out of five. I think it's it didn't make me angry. It didn't no, make me cross. No. It just left me feeling meh. And that, yep. that's a two for me. Yeah, I mean, that's going to annoy Quinn. The fact we've yeah. agreed. Yeah, I know. This is probably the first time we've agreed on something to such an intense level. Quinn, tweet. I mean, I, I would say tweet us and let us know. I know he will. You <laughs> 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 know? Uh, okay, I mean, if you do want to tweet us like Quinn does, like Uncle Eric does, and like nobody else does, 
Actually, that that's not true. We, we it's changing. It's changing. It's changing. We are starting to get some lovely people tweeting us on Twitter. And we're uh, loving each and every one of you. And you can join in at RangerPod. Join the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> or you can send us an email at the address therangerpod at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I'm single. So, you know, ladies. <laughs> really, if, if, this is your plan all along to launch RangerPod as a, a, a dating service. Yes. Mm, for you specifically. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to get with this. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long day, and we've still yeah. got another episode to record. So. We do. <laughs> okay, so, but obviously, we'll be doing that next week. Yep. When we'll be covering the episode Dark Warrior. <gasps> oh, now that sounds like a great episode. It does, but it's not. Although, um, that don't say that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. We're not going to record till next week. That's right. Join us for that. I've been PDT. I've been Grax. And we'll see you then. See you later.